welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of E-Squared. I'm your host, Shanice Tiff, and E-Squared is a faith-based platform redefining the way young professionals work in excellence. With this podcast, we're creating a space where we have transparent and transformative conversations about the challenges we face in doing so. We're continuing a series called Exhaling Through Uncertainty, and I can't wait for you to hop in the conversation that we're having today. Stay tuned. All right, y'all. So today we have Moyo with us and we're just going to hop right into it. So I'm just going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do. Okay, cool beans. My name is Moyo Sare Abere. I am a pediatric nurse practitioner by trade. On the side, I enjoy like blogging and doing natural hair. So just a little bit of everything. We're just going to hop straight into it as far as like your life and uncertainty and all that this season is about. So there's a scripture that I want us to use to just slide into it is Proverbs 19, mm-hmm. 21. And it talks about a person making their own ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of his purpose, um, God's purpose will yeah. succeed in the end. So how did you like begin to see the designs of God's purposes succeeding in your life, like beyond what you had planned? Yeah, so I graduated from the University of Georgia, the dogs, in 2016, had to slap that in there. (laughs) And initially, I had wanted to go to medical school. And when that didn't pan out, I was like, okay, God, I am just going to take a gap year and find something to do. Um, I knew I wanted to work with students in some capacity. Um, So I just started applying for a lot of different positions. And I applied for a position that happened to be in Delaware, um, Wilmington, Delaware, but at the time I didn't know it was there. So long story short, I ended up moving to Delaware and I did a program called Tutacore, um, which is basically a cousin program mm-hmm. to Teach for America. Um, so you're working with students. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at a charter school and during that time I really understood that I love like kids and I've always known that. But there's something about having to teach students that brings that to a whole different light. Um, a lot of people mm-hmm. ask me, like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you work with kids and how you deal with attitudes and stuff. But for me, that was part of the challenge, you know, taking a student who is not interested in what you are talking about whatsoever. And at the end of, you know, a mm-hmm. school year or a semester, um, just really learning them for who they are, learning the background, why they are the way they are. And... I had to think like, okay, I know I want to get back into um, the healthcare field some way, somehow. Um, And at the time, I had a really good friend, shout out to Oye, who really encouraged me to apply for Emory's nursing program. I turned it down. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm okay. There's no need. I, I just, for some reason, I was just like, I'm not really interested until finally she was like, look, Moya, this application is super short. Just do it. So I actually did it as I was waiting for a flight um, coming from wow. Delaware back to Atlanta for like, I think Christmas or Thanksgiving or something. And I did it on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like I literally just applied and that was that. And in January, I found out that I got in, had no Ooh. idea, you know, somebody who has, you know, you think you're going to med school. Now you're working with students, just all these different changes. And I was like, all right, God is obviously trying to do something that I may not have known yeah. or, may not have really understood at that time. So I moved back to Atlanta and a lot of my experiences that I had in Wilmington, funny enough, translated to my nursing career. Um, Just one, working with people that are so different from you, um, working with people Mm -hmm. who can be challenging. I mean, kids, for the most part, young adults, whatever you want to call it, are very challenging. They know how to push your buttons. 
I got to Emory yeah. and it was almost like I hadn't missed the beat. Like I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to work with kids. Um, so I did a bachelor's in, in, of science in nursing and then I did a master's of science in nursing and I finished in December 2019 um, and I graduated as a nurse practitioner. It just it it brought out that God literally does know the best for you, even when you fight it, even when you think you know best. Um, and even still, he uses the people around you to get his point across. I would not have applied to Emory or any program of the like if it was not for my friend, like really, really encouraging me to go for it. So it's really cool that she heated yeah. to that. And I want to ask you, as far as like uncertainty with all of these things, because from the outside looking in, it's like, okay, Moyo's on it. Like, but people don't see those moments of uncertainty mm-hmm. um, that is throughout this journey. So what was the biggest moment, moment of uncertainty throughout all of these accomplishments for you? It was definitely um, t- early 2019 or like the end of 2018 when I was mm-hmm. working as a nurse. Um, I did labor and delivery while I was in the master's portion of my um, education. And I'm thinking life is great. I'm struggling, but life is great. I'm, I'm planning a <laughs> wedding. Um, I'm in school full time. I'm doing clinicals like crazy and I'm working full time. And in the middle of all this, I can feel myself starting to break down. Like, I'm not sleeping as much. I'm definitely not eating like I should. Um, My skin's breaking out. I'm losing weight. Um, Wedding planet on itself is a whole nother beast. And then smack dab in the middle of all of that, I lose my job. Um, And I was like, Jesus, what are you trying to do? Like, is there not an easier way for you to teach me what you're trying to teach me? Um, and I, and I, it literally caught, it forced me to, to pause. It forced me to hit pause on everything. So I'm thinking, you know, all these accomplishments are great and I'm doing it. I'm struggling, you know, the grind, 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 hustle, hustle life, no sleep, sleeps for the week. And then you got no job. So what, what you doing? What? <laughs> Like, what's the next step now? Um, And I think for sure that was just like the peak of uncertainty, trying to plan a wedding, losing a really large Mm. um, portion of income. I mean, it's like, where do you go from there? Right. Right. And I think even like how you bounce from that. One thing I really appreciate about God is he doesn't let us stay in these moments. There's a scripture um, that I think of is Psalms 46, one through two. And it starts out by saying, God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. God, you're you're a proven help in the time of trouble more than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear, even if every structure of support were to crumble away. And this is what it looks like for a structure of support to crumble away. You've literally lost your job. How did God prove to be a refuge even in this time? Community was a really big thing that God used to be my refuge. Sharing the word or having the word shared with me through, you know, a really good group of family members, friends. Um, God will honestly speak to you if you listen through the people most close to you. Mm. Um, And because of everything that was going on, because of like these crazy, crazy schedules, in all honesty, I hadn't spent the time that I should have in my word. Um, And I know there's so many times Mm. God probably want to talk to me or probably want to share something with me, but he can't do that if I'm not in my word. 
And unfortunately, like, listen to gospel music is not just, it's not enough. So when everything around me just felt like it was hitting a fan and it was falling, like, right in front of my face, I had to sit down and say, okay, God, like, let's talk. Let's have a real conversation. Like, what are you trying to teach me through all of this? Um, and there's a verse that talks about, um, it's in Psalm 61, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Like, sometimes you have to be led, like, and that might be, you know, through a situation like losing your job or failing a class mm -hmm. or failing a test. Like, there are certain situations that will lead you, whether you want to be led or not led, to the rock that is higher than you. And for me, yeah. that's what the situation did. It, it led me back to having daily conversations with God. It let it led me to really understand that he's a provider. So I had to put my trust in him. Like I had no other option at that point. So my question is for someone who's probably in a similar spot where they, they find that they've pushed God out of certain areas of their life, how do you recommend coming back without guilt? Community is going to play a really big part um, in that act of like coming back. When you're able to surround yourself with people who understand your goal of coming back to God, you know, including him in every area of your life, it's going to be a lot easier because you have people to rely on and say, hey, y'all, like I'm struggling with this or I really want God to help me out in this. And they're going to give you very practical advice, but they're also going to provide you with like scriptural tools that are going to get you to where you're looking to get to, if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, they're going to yeah. provide you with like something as small as scripture. Like, hey, check this out. Um, I know at a point in time I was doing like a lot of shared Bible plans on, on the Bible app with my friends um, because it's something that keeps you going. It's something that reminds you daily that I need to include God in every aspect of my life and every decision. Um, and then also having community allows you to have people to speak into your life. So if there's certain areas that you've pushed God out from, a friend can say, hey, I noticed this, but I want to help you out. And this is what I feel like God might be trying to tell you or, yeah. um, you know, be trying to lead you to. Um, and understanding the characteristic of who God is, like God literally wants you to come back he's he's not waiting you know upset and mad like what are you doing he's he's waiting patiently and mm -hmm. he hasn't walked away it's us that you know have kind of strayed away so just thinking about that and knowing that okay I can go back to God guilt-free and he's going to be there waiting for me to to pick right back off where we left and it's something you said earlier about the Lord having to lead you to the rock sometimes and for me that came in just disappointment, uh, rejection letters, all of those things. Um, and I think in that time of forced rest for me, one thing I, I didn't know that I began to understand about myself is that I actually didn't trust God. Like I always felt that I had to sleep with one eye open just in case, you know, mm -hmm. he wasn't going to do his part. Um, and then I remember seeing a scripture that just reminded me that unless the Lord like builds the house, literally the laborers are, are laboring in vain. Right. And so that kind of shifted my perspective on everything. And I want to ask you, in that forced time of rest, what are some things that you learned about yourself? Well, I learned that I'm bomb. Like, I'm bomb.com. <laughs> God made no mistakes with me. Um, and there's something about a forced period of rest that will allow you to look at yourself in a different light. Um, you start seeing the things that you like and that you don't like, the things that you're really good at, the things that, you know, you have room for improvement in. Um learning that I am my own worst critic. 
So what are the things that I can do to better myself in this period of time? It's a season that will allow you to look at yourself in the mirror and realize that all these flaws I thought I had really aren't flaws. They're things that have benefited me. Um, the passions that I have are still the same passions. Sometimes we think we love something because we're forced to do it, but then we're not doing it anymore. You learn that, no, I actually really do love this thing. Um, it gave me an opportunity to blog more, to mm. be more creative when it came to hair. Like I told y'all earlier, I love doing hair. Um, yeah. I love doing my own hair. I love studying hair. Anything natural hair, I love it. But a lot of times that schedule or that busy seasons keep you from doing the things that you enjoy doing. Um, mm. So something as simple as having an opportunity to do my hair like and not having to spend money i i learned that i can do this i learned to do new things and it is it gives you an opportunity to just really try you know oftentimes i've heard the phrase when's the last time you did something new and that forced period of time was probably the the season that i've done new things that i never thought i could do like i even picked up guitar for a day i mean it was only a day, a day? But it was a day. A day. I, it was a day. I, I tried, you know, I worked on it and, and it was cool, but it's something that I attempted. It, it gave me just a lot of satisfaction and joy just knowing that I'm out here just trying new things. I'm mm -hmm. downloading Spanish apps, trying to, you know, just better myself in ways that now I have the chance to, I have the time to. Yeah. Are there anything that you begin to appreciate more than this time? Appreciate about myself. Like, for example, let's say family or... You know, the things around you that when you're moving so fast, you don't get a chance to really yeah. value. I really began to appreciate um, the skills that I didn't even know I had. Sometimes when you're forced to do things, you start having skills that come out the woodworks or things that you've learned in the past that you probably forgot. Um, just how to be a resourceful person. But then also just appreciating um, the little things. Something as small as like, my friend is having an event and I can go to it. Like I used to take that for granted. Um, mm. I felt so bad missing like birthday events and weddings and, you know, feeling left out and all these different types of things. But there comes a period of time where when you can do the things you couldn't before, everything becomes a blessing. Everything becomes like an mm. opportunity to, to fellowship with people that you probably haven't seen in a long time. Or go to worship nights that you probably missed before or I missed before because I was working. So it just, it really gave me a chance to, and I keep saying the word community, but it, it gave me a chance to dive deeper into my community, to talk to people that I probably haven't spoken to in a long time. And another thing that I, I noticed about your life, like you're young and you've accomplished so much in such a short time. Do you ever see yourself maybe sweeping some milestones under the rug or, you know, just saying, okay, this is not it. When I get this, then we're going to really celebrate, you know, this is not as, as good as what's to come. Oh, for sure. Um, let's see, November. So in a three or four month time span, I got married. I graduated from nursing school. I passed a licensure exam and I got a job, like all to the glory of God. But it was really, really hard to celebrate everything. Like the wedding took so much strength and everything. Can't When graduation came around, it's like, oh, graduation, cool. All right, cool. Like on to the next. Um, and because I am my own worst critic, I find myself thinking about like, what should I be doing next? Like, where should I be? You know, there's always somebody out there that's doing better than you. Like, what can you emulate from them? Mm -hmm. But in doing that, you forget 
the journey, like the journey is a really big part of the process. Um, appreciating the journey, appreciating the accomplishments. And even in that, when you sweep things under, you know, the rug, all your milestones, you really forget how God has helped you in the process. Because there was a point in time, yeah, I didn't think I was, graduating nursing school seemed like a really tough thing. It seemed like an, an impossible feat. And then it happened. And I was like, oh, it happened. But in essence, me doing that, I'm forgetting all the times God helped me through exams and I was having Mm -hmm. to memorize stuff, all the late nights, all the early mornings with clinicals and, you know, really sick patients Mm -hmm. and dealing with preceptors. You forget so many things if you don't stop and pause. And when I stop and pause and think all these small, small things, I mean, they're not really small, but all of them start coming back to mind. Like, remember when God helped you do this? Remember when you probably didn't study the way you should have, but God still helped you get a B. Remember when you had this really difficult preceptor, but God gave you favor and somehow she ended up loving you. Like all of these things come to mind when only we stop and pause and think. And so it's tough to not just sweep things under the rug because it's like, all right, gotta gotta get to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Um, But you start burning out. It's, It's not sustainable to keep up that lifestyle of, you know, I'm a grind, I'm grind, I'm a hustle, I'm hustle and work and one accomplishment to the next. We have to pause and appreciate the journey. Yeah. And like you said, it is tough. I remember this whole COVID thing. I ordered like a grad fit and everything. I was going to take my pictures. But when all of this hit um, and we found out the news that our, our actual ceremony was canceled, mm-hmm. it, it almost like stripped away all my excitement and gratitude towards this milestone. Yeah. I forgot like you said, everything that God pulled me through. And these are things that are worth celebrating, but because of circumstances around you, you're letting it strip your joy. Right. So like you said, I think it's important. It's tough, but we owe it to ourselves exactly. and to, to God to give him the glory that he deserves. Um, so what are some practical ways to slow down and exhale and just be present in the moment? What are some things that you remind yourself of even now? Literally to exhale, to breathe, to relax, like, um, we carry around so much stress and you don't realize it until you stop. Like you sit Mm -hmm. down and you're like, wait a second, let me do something I enjoy. Um, So doing the things that I enjoy is definitely a way to exhale and take everything in. Um, My friends and family know I am an avid TV watcher, movie connoisseur. I love it. So for me, um, exhaling is maybe watching a TV show or a couple TV shows in sequence binge watching you know or spending time with the people that i love and honestly just laughing laughing about nothing laughing until i can't breathe you know and most importantly um really trying to start my day with the word before i grab my phone and it's Mm -hmm. it's a tough thing to do because wait wait why are you so loud on this pod look let me not scream what let me not shout look (sighs) it's hard it's hard, especially if I grab my phone and Instagram has like a billion notifications and all my group mm-hmm. text threads have so, you know, so much information that I've with things that I've missed overnight. My natural and most people's natural inclination is to grab it, consume it and then go to the word. Um, but mm-hmm. you don't know if you're about to find something in that message that's going to upset you or make you sad or make you whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have found that starting my day with the actual word. Um, spending time with God, it kind of gives me the strength I, I'm going to need to get through the day. 
to get through whatever messages I'm going to see, get through whatever CNN, you know, news, breaking news that I'm about to see. Um, yeah. And it's hard, but I think the combination of all of these things is something that I'm still perfecting, but it's something that I'm learning that it helps me to just calm down, to relax, to, you know, just rest. Well, the question I want to ask you is like, when did you realize accomplishments weren't enough to bring lasting fulfillment? And when I, when I think about this question, I think about Solomon. Um, I love, I literally love the Bible one because it helps us look into it, see how people live their lives um, and mm. adjust where, where need be. And so for Solomon, he's a very interesting character because buddy is like the wisest man, right? right? He had everything. And so to see somebody who had everything, who built anything he wanted, finally end one of his chapters and say, all of this is vain and the real joy comes from God. And he's the only one who can give you fulfillment with whether you have a lot or whether you have a little made me right. shift my perspective with everything like I was attaining. Like, what am I really getting this, these things for? Like, am I looking for something in these things um, that I'm not willing to go to God to get? So when was it for you that you realized, okay, these accomplishments can't bring lasting fulfillment unless God is in it? For me, it's when I thought about what my next step was. That's when I was like, wait, what are you doing? Um, my sister-in-law is also a nurse and, um, I found myself talking about doctoral programs. Okay, do I get a, a DMP or a PhD? And I mean, this is probably like a month after graduation. I was like, wait, you tripping. Like, you you need to relax. But that's the moment I was like, wait, you've gotten married. You've graduated. Like, you're, you've passed, like, whatever exam. And you're still thinking about the next thing. Like, you're still just not even really content with what you just got. That for me was the exact moment that I was like, okay, I need to allow everything that has just happened to really soak in. Let me process everything that just happened. Let me be happy and excited about, you know, what God has done in my life without trying to jump to the next thing. Um, we just live in a world and a culture where it's really encouraged to just go, 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 go. Unfortunately, that doesn't always bring the fulfillment people think they're going to get from it. And so for me, um, you would think everything that God has helped me accomplish would have been enough. But there's always this inner drive that a lot of us have. And the inner drive is not bad, but we really just have yeah. to ask ourselves and ask the Lord, like, okay, is this, is it time for this? Like, is that what it is? Or is it me just trying to rush to the next thing and not, you know, soak in what you've helped me to do thus far? Um and he, he brings fulfillment. Like that's, that's just really the fact that it matter. If he's not in something, that's it is never, you're never going to feel fulfilled. And so realizing that has yeah. helped me to really reshift my focus, reshift my priorities. Um, and to really take each day for what it is like a blessing and, um, seeing like, what else can I learn from this day, this moment, this situation without even trying to think about what's to come. What are like three things you would tell Moyo in undergrad? Like undergrad Moyo, knowing what you know. Who child? Who child? I would tell her it's going to be okay. Take it time. Take it time. I would, I would <laughs> honestly tell her it's going to be okay. Like I used to cry for 82s and, and be stressed out, you know. But at the end of the day, people tried to tell me like, no, nah, it's all right. Like GPA isn't everything and so on and so forth. But you don't really want to hear all that when you're a type A student. And it's, and it's okay. God worked it out at the end. My life is beautiful. Thank God. And it's going to be all right. Um, I would also tell myself to try new experiences. I definitely would have 
done a lot more outside of my comfort zone. Um, just because I, I know for sure that I stayed within my comfort zone. And lastly, I would tell myself, be flexible. I would tell myself, um, I think a lot of our lives are run by these rigid thoughts and, you know, it must be this way. It has to be this way. And that's something I'm still working on, you know, even with myself, but be flexible. Like if things don't go the way you thought they were going to go, that's okay. Like it's all right. Life is going to go on. Um, And I, I would have saved myself a lot of like stress, just understanding that life happens. Like it's all right to be flexible. Yeah. Wow. Well, boy, I just want to say thank you so much. This was amazing. Really enjoyed it. Thank you, girl. Um, and if there's a way for people to stay connected to you, you can probably plug in your blog or your personal Instagram. How can people stay connected with Moya? For sure. Um, all of my handles are the same. Um, my website is astoldbymoya.com. It's my blog. Um, same thing on Instagram and Twitter, astoldbymoya. And yeah, let's talk. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of E-Squared. If anything said resonated with you in any way, please share your feedback with us and also share this podcast with a friend. Thank you, and we'll catch you in the next episode.